0: Isaiah 45, 5, 6, and 7. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God besides me. I will gird you, though you have not known me, that they may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is none besides me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all things. Good good stuff good stuff all right let's bow our heads for prayer this morning heavenly father we come to you thankful that we can gather together and study your word father we're thankful for your word and father we're thankful that it applies now just as much as it did when it was inspired by you father we ask that you would just guide us and direct us give us wisdom to discern the things that are going on in this world around us, that we might stay on focused on You, that we may keep our focus on the things of You, and that You might guide us one step at a time through this life. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, there are many debates going on around about us all the time. And... Uh I was one caught my attention earlier in the week and <coughs> I don't get choked on water. It it's it's one that um, is very sensitive in our world. And it, it has to do with uh a woman's right to choose. And so I was not intentionally looking for it or reading about it, but it's funny how a lot of times that kind of stuff God just throws right in my face. And uh, so I was reading this week in Exodus. So I want you to turn with me to, this morning to Exodus chapter 1. And there's many things that we can take out of, of this Scripture here this morning, but the main thing that I want us to realize is, and, and we've said it and we've been reminded of it before, but God has dealt with everything that can come up in life in His Word. He, he has dealt with it. He, he has given us a roadmap. To follow. And when when things come up in our life in which we question, not that I was questioning this, don't don't misunderstand where I'm going here. But when things come up and situations come up in life that to us may seem questionable, we can always search it out in His Word. Now, you may not be able to put your thumb right on it, and it may take you some digging, which is healthy. It may take you some searching and some praying, but I promise you that He has addressed it somewhere in His Scripture. Because everything is based on attitude. Everything is based on attitude. We have to deal with in this life. So let's let's, let's take a look at here in Exodus chapter 1. And I'm going to start down at verse 6. And Joseph died all his brothers, and all that generation. But the children of Israel were fruitful and increased abundantly, multiplied and grew exceedingly and mighty, and the land was filled with them. Now remember, this is God's people. Okay? Now there arose a new king over Egypt, who did not know Joseph. We got a new government in our terms. And he said to his people, Look, the people of the children of Israel are more and mightier than we. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply and it happen, in the event of war, that they also join our enemies and fight against us, and so go up out of the land. Now, there is, there is and always will be a war with Satan against God's people. Period. The ruler of this world and those that follow him will always be striving until God returns and takes us home, will always be trying to subdue and oppress God's people. Period. From the beginning until the last victory. Verse 11. Uh, no. No. Was that right? Verse 11. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with their burdens, and they built for Pharaoh supply cities Pithom and Ramses. But the more they afflicted them, watch this, the more they multiplied and grew. Why? Because God had blessed them. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor. And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage and mortar and brick and in all manner of service in the field. All their service which was made, uh, which they made them serve was with rigor. They enslaved them basically. And they made them do hard work and hard labor. Trying to, to mistreat them. they're God's people. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name of one was Shiphrah and the other name of the other was uh, Puah. And he said, When you do the duties of a midwife for the Hebrew women, and see them on the birth stools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him. But if it is a daughter, then they shall live. Now, I don't know about you or how you think or how you ration that out, but that's abortion. That's abortion. Now, it was only directed at the male children. But, but they, the government at that time, said if a Hebrew boy is born, kill it. At birth. Now, the Bible explicitly states There are several scriptures in the Bible that talks about that God is the one that gives and takes life. It is not for us to do. It is not for government to do. It is not a choice. I'm sorry. You say, well, well, what if this situation happens and what if that situation happens? I, I, from what I read in my Bible, God created life. And only God can take away life. If God breathed life into the womb of a woman who by some horrible circumstances conceived, He will make a means for for that woman and that child to get through that situation. Period. It is not for you and I to decide that we can cut this one off or take this one away or any, any of that nature. It's just not. That, that may hurt some of your feelings. That may... Even offend some of you, but the truth sometimes is offensive. Period. But look, take a look. This happened how long ago? But you see, it's the, it's the, it's the same root attitude. That we have today, that's in our, in our society, and it's an attitude of rebellion against God's authority. Amen. Period. It's an attitude, and that same attitude that we're reading right here about in Exodus chapter one is alive and well today, Amen. and it w- and it will be until He comes back. But but. The problem is, is, is that people will not subdue themselves to God's authority. It's rebellion against His authority. And, and it is our nature to think that, you know, we do a good enough job being our own boss. When in fact we couldn't get ourselves out of this church house without making a mistake. But, but what we see in our society here today is not anything new. The problems that have, that have cropped up in, a, in, in a, our society with all these immoralities and, the, and things that people do to themselves, and it's nothing new. Go read about Sodom and Gomorrah. It's an attitude of rebellion against God. As the authority over our life, And only. By his grace and his mercy poured out on us. Can our eyes and ears be opened to be redeemed and freed from that. And they you can be. You absolutely can be. But we have to be driven to that place where. Where. We come to. To. To know and, and profess that I can't do this apart from help. I can't get out of this situation apart from somebody helping me. And that somebody is Jesus. Verse 13. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel... Let's see. uh, 17. But the midwives feared God. Feared God. And did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the male children alive. There's a very important thing I want you to take out of here. Right here. This verse. The government is trying to force these women to do something that goes against God's principles. And they had the wherewithal to stand up and say no. We fear God and serve him first. That's important. That's important. We have, to, we have to have enough spiritual wisdom and discernment because, you see, the Bible also tells us that we are, we are to render ourselves submissive to government, doesn't it? But you are not bound to be submissive to the government if it goes against God's principles. If it does not violate God's principles, then you need to follow it. You need to pay your taxes. You need to follow the laws. You need to do all that stuff. But if if what they require of you or are, are asking you or telling you to do goes against the principles of God, you are not bound to it. That I can find. And if I'm wrong, you come show me. I'm not perfect. By any stretch of the imagination. Here's an example of it. These midwives knew that that God would not ordain such a thing. That God is a giver of life. And He sure enough loves little children. So they, they chose not to do it. So the king of Egypt called for the midwives, in verse 18, and said to them, Why have you done this thing? And saved the male children alive. And the midwives said to Pharaoh, Because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, for they are lively and give birth before the midwives come to them. Now they did tell a little windy. That <laughs> they'll have to repent for her. Therefore, God dealt with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. You see, he doesn't imply there that they got away with their lie, does he? But look at what follows. It says, God dealt with the midwives, and the people multiplied and grew very mighty. So he probably, I'm, I'm, now, I'm, I'm assuming here, okay but he dealt with them on on their sins, but what he did is he blessed them because they still continued to grow. And so it was because the midwives feared God that he provided households for, for them. So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born, you shall cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save alive. Didn't stop, it didn't stop Pharaoh from still continuing on and trying to do his thing, did it? No. Just like, just like any other leader who is separated and lost apart from God, in his own nature, is going to do everything to go against the things of God. You see it all around about you. And we, we live in a day and age where all of this propaganda is coming and every time you have an answer as a Christian for something, they come at you with something else that sounds pretty good. Well, have you thought about this? Well, have you thought about this scenario? have you thought about that? It's, It's all the time. And again, I tell you, in those situations, all you can do is turn and go back to the Word of God. His principles are the same and will always be the same. And as long as we tarry here on this earth, this war that we're involved in and that we live in and that that is shaking all around us is going to continue on. And it is up to us as God's people to educate ourselves in the Word of God and and, in the prayer closet and be educated and have wisdom and discernment. Because it's only going to get harder. It's only going to get crazier. You say, I wish you would come up here one Sunday with a sermon that's a little bit different because you've been on this long enough. I know. I feel the same way, but I can't get off of it yet. There's some reason why God's got me repeating this. And, And I think it's because... We're still complacent as Christians and and we still think that we're in years past where we can just coast on by. The coasting is over, folks. You better buckle up your, your bootstraps and get ready. It's exciting to me. You say, well, you're an idiot. I know. It is. But it is exciting to me. Why is it so exciting? Because I know who wins. I know who the victor is. I know who the king of kings is and will always be. And there ain't nothing they can do to beat us. It's like knowing you're on the Super Bowl champion team every year. And I know that as long as I'm responsible to get up here and say what God has shown me to say and 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 share the truth, the truth's going to set somebody free at some point. Been a while since I dipped somebody in water. There's one coming. There's one coming. I promise you. But we've got to gird ourselves with the truth and don't, don't get mistaken in thinking when when some new line of whatever comes out of, out of the television or radio that there's some new issue, you need to dig into it. It's not a new issue. When some new catastrophe gets spread all over the country saying all this and that and we've never seen this before, oh, you better dig down deep. Get to the attitude of it because the attitude's not new. And if you don't know what to do with the attitude that you find, go take it to the Word of God and lay it in there and search it out. It's in there somewhere. promise you. But it all boils back down to rebellion against God's authority. Isn't that what Satan's problem was? We know how he dealt with him. If we are going to partake in a heavenly kingdom, we've got to subdue ourselves to God's authority over our life. Period. You've heard me stand up here and tell young people I know you want to be your own boss. And you might own your own company, you might be your own boss in this world when it comes to finances and things, but ultimately you've got to answer to God. Period. Everybody does. So you'll never be your own boss. God's authority. God's authority over our life. What those midwives did ultimately is what saved Moses. And we know what he went on to do for the children of Israel and how God used Moses. But but Satan tried to intervene. Satan tried to intervene. Why, well, i tell you what I, want. I wanted so bad to get back to Job. I love Job. And Satan had to ask God for permission to touch Job. Do you realize what level of protection you have? Doesn't always feel that way, does it? But just like here, God had a plan for Moses' life. Long before Moses ever came into existence. And Satan tried to cut off that plan. It didn't work. Didn't work because he had some God fearing women in the way. Thank the Lord for God fearing women, huh? God-fearing women in the way who said, no, no, this might cost me. But I, I can't do this. I can't do this. We must be able to stand for God's principles. We must be able, and when times are hard... And, and things and governments and people and bosses or whoever are coming, putting the pressure on us, we must have the gumption to say, no, I can't do that. Because that violates God's principles. But you got to have spiritual discernment you got to know when to step out into that and when not to. Because there are times when we need to keep our mouth shut and do what we're told. And if we don't immerse ourselves in God's Word and know what his, his, his Word says and what His principles are, then, then we can very easily make a mistake and sin against God. So I challenge you this morning. If you're not diligently reading God's Word and, 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 and looking at the things that are happening around and about you and, and matching them up against what God says in His Word, you're playing with fire. You're playing with fire. Because we are responsible for the light we've been given. We are responsible... For what we know, we are responsible to go seek. We are responsible to dig and study, and, and and feed on the things of God. And when you do that, you will be shocked at how alive the Holy Spirit comes with inside you. Aspire heads for prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for examples in Scripture that apply to us today. We thank You, Father, that You sent Jesus. That we might have a way to a relationship with You. Father, I ask that You just bless this service. I ask that You bless our service on Wednesday night Father I ask that it be bring honor and glory unto you Father I pray that in your time you swing these doors open and fill this house let us be a light where truth is projected that you are glorified it's not of us but of you Father we just pray for the many prayer requests that we have the circumstances that are going on in each one's life you know completely about we ask that you would just draw near to them and they draw near to you and lean on you for their understanding and peace these things i ask in jesus name amen